Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together podcast, place to up level in every aspect of your life, from personal development to mindset and spirituality to business tips and relationships building. We bring you best interviews, tools, and inspiration where one episode can change your whole life. Here's your host, Yasna Borzov. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to yet another episode of Up Level Together podcast. Boy, oh boy, am I so excited and honored to bring you the conversation today with Kristen Shane that was infused with so much darn joy and happiness and, and laughter. Uh, the, I just had so much fun having this conversation, and Kristen revealed so many inspirational golden nuggets for anyone who has ever had an idea and wanted to make something out of their lives. Kristen Shane is the founder and CEO of Fly Feeder Running. It's a group fitness studio, um, and they have two studios in Minnesota with really big hopes, but she is extremely successful. So she's actually one of the um, uh, rare female entrepreneurs, um, 2% actually of, of women-owned businesses to make it over the $1 million uh, mark in revenue, which is really, really, really important. So um, we talked about so many different things, but I wanted to ask her where the idea came from. And there is a napkin situation, right, where she uh, developed this idea further and making the jump from an extremely lucrative and successful uh, career at Target to actually run a uh, a fly feeder running full time. And my goodness, you know, we talked about the realities of life. We talked about how hard it is. And how, um, you know, important it is for all of us to actually follow that call, whatever that is, to lead and create our own lives. But she's so incredibly transparent, so incredibly honest. She gives us insight into how to manage the, you know, all aspects of your life. And the way she says it, she's like, I just don't, I just prioritize. And we talk about the, I think, the landscape of the fitness industry, and she really dwells into why she created Five Feet Running and why it's so important to stand out in today's world. And one of my favorite conversations, this woman is a giver. She is a, a philanthropist, and she is a clear example of someone who created the company for the good and someone who really wants to change the, uh, I don't know, the the landscape of entrepreneurship, women-owned businesses, fitness, and inspiration. And her and I just agreed to go around the country and, you know, give these talks. I'm just kidding. But if you want to hear about that, uh, tune in. Truly an honor to bring you this conversation today that I know is going to be life-changing for so many of you. So without further ado, here is Kristen Shane. Oh my goodness, Kristen, welcome to Up Level Together podcast. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I appreciate you having me. Oh my goodness. You know how excited I am, like truly excited. I was um, uh, earlier, I was telling a accountability partner that I was going to be talking to you and David Hawking has these consciousness levels, like where, where we calibrate and where we vibrate. 
and I tested it at the calibration of love when thinking about this. So over 500. So I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, that means so much. Thank you. My yes, goodness. Thank you. So people have heard this amazing intro for a few people that actually do not know who you are. Um, but a lot of my audience is very familiar who you are and they're really in awe of you. And we just want to know you know, a little bit more about you and about fly feet running and just how did you end up being this incredibly inspiring human that we all look up to? Oh my gosh. Well, that's so nice. <laughs> You're ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So my first question really out of the gate is, you know, I look at you right now and I look at what you have been able to achieve. And I wonder did you always know that you were going to do something special and something big? You know how some people have an inkling, I'm going to do something great? No, you know, um, no, <laughs> no, not even a little bit. I mean, I was the first person in my family to go to college. So, you know, it's not like I grew up with privilege. Um, but I will tell you, my dad was an entrepreneur and my mom stayed home and we were just a, you know, regular old middle-class family. Um, but I watched him build his business. He, he started his business when he was 40 and he sold it when he was 50. He obviously didn't have a college education given my previous comment. And I, I think for me, I had the good fortune of being able to watch him build something pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. And he would always say to me, you know, I'm not, I'm never going to be the smartest guy in the room, but I will always work the hardest. So for me, that was sort of like instilled within me, like, you know, whatever I want, if I, if I hustle and I work hard and I pour my heart into it, I'll be able to figure it out. Wow, that, that's incredible. I love that. <laughs> I did not know that about your dad, so thank you for sharing. Yeah. Well, Fly Feet Running is this super successful venture. You are in 15 states now, now or 15 locations? Oh, no, Fly Feet, we only have two locations in the Twin Cities. Two locations, but 15 coming very soon. Yes, that's I just right, 15 reality. coming. That's it, girl. Yes. Download from the universe. That's right. So, uh, you know, I'm really curious, how did this idea come to be at first? I heard something about a napkin in a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it's funny because you mentioned your vibration. I, I am a strong believer that the universe has a plan for us and we just have to be ready to receive it. And I have to tell you, I, you know, I had an amazing corporate career for most of my career, and um, I had always wanted to do my own thing. I always wanted to start my own business. I watched my dad do it. It was something that in my heart, I always carried it with me, but I never knew what it was. And I hear that from people all the time. Like, I would love to do my own thing, but I don't exactly know what it is, or I'm not sure what it, you know, how did you figure it out? And and the truth is, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I can't exactly articulate it for you. I just knew that I was carrying this with me in my heart and trying to sort of keep an open mind for what was out there and what came my way. 
And, you know, I got to this point in my career where I, where I was in an incredible job at Target. I was running beauty and personal care. It's a huge business. I had an incredible team. I really did love my career, but I'd always wanted to do this thing. And, you know, I, I, I had a moment to just be totally honest with you where I was in New York, where I spent quite a bit of time in that job because so much of, of beauty of our vendors live in New York. And I was, I was in a fitness class on a bike and, you know, fitness for me is something that I've always been very passionate about. It's very personal for me. I've never fallen off the fitness wagon, not, not for the vanity of it, but for the sort of mental piece of it and what it brings to me. And so, you know, I just had like this endorse endorphin high and I was done with class and I was like. I can do this. Like I could do this. I could bring my passion and love for what fitness brings to me to the people. Like I think I I have the business acumen. I I really believe in in the power of moving your body and I and I think that I could bring this to the people. And so yes, I left that class. I went to Starbucks. I got a napkin and I just started writing like, you know, what could it be? And and I just held on to that and, and kept working toward little by little, like, what if I did this? What if I made a little bit more progress? And, and it just little by little turned into a business plan. And then I had to make a hard decision to leave. What well, you say, I don't know how to explain it, but you literally just gave us a recipe. <laughs> you had a desire, a very strong desire without having the clarity and then you were just open and receptive to whatever, whatever ideas came to mind. You had an idea and you contemplated, you sat down. Uh, that idea was combined with your passion, something you loved, and you just took the first step. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You said it. Just take the first step. I, I will tell you, like, I've had other ideas that I've tried to chase down, but nothing really felt the way this one did. But yeah, just take the first step. That's right. I love that. You know, I have uh, clearly I have done quite a bit of research and went down the rabbit hole to get to know you a little bit more um, before this conversation. And what's so beautiful in in doing the research and hearing you talk, um, the five feet running the moto being so different than just any fitness studio. So, you know, people chasing the better, the best version of themselves. And I, I love that because I feel like that's kind of what I want to do in the world for, yes. for people. So what does that mean to you? I'm curious. I think, you know, I love this question because part, part of what makes Fly Feet so special is what it's not. So for me, when I look, in the fit, when I look at the fitness world, you know, I'm a 43-year-old mom of three. Wow. And, and so, you know, when you look at like the imagery and what the fitness world tells us about ourselves, it's like the imagery and, and the messages are things around us just not being enough. I mean, the, the like sweaty ab picture, like that no one looks, no one looks like that. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, that's not what fitness is about. Like for me, fitness is not about like, do I have a six pack? Fitness for me is about investing in myself and showing myself that I'm enough and that I'm worth taking the time for. And when you do that, magic happens. And so, you know, I was on a run this morning and 
there are a few things that I'm just trying to work through personally and I can't get clarity on what those things are when I'm like in my day and like running from meeting to meeting and kids and activities and whatever. And so having that time just to focus on yourself is so meaningful. So instead of, you know, unleashing your inner athlete or whatever bikini body or whatever that it really is just like, just be better, just be a better version of you, be you, but just a little bit better. And that's very achievable, right? Like I, I just want to be a little bit better today than I was yesterday. It's very achievable. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you can't remember the last time you worked out or if you just ran an Ironman, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, old, young, overweight, not overweight, in shape, not in shape. Like it just doesn't matter. Like anybody can do that. And so that's what the mantra is. And that's also the experience you have when you come to the studio. That's so true. I love that. And that's why, I mean, I can't um, go from, you know, lifting weights to, you know, benching 200 or going three miles an hour to seven miles an hour, right? All of a sudden. And I love what you say. It's like, can you today go just a little bit faster? Just right. a little bit faster. You leave something on that treadmill, right? Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. And that translates to life, right? Like you just said, you know, you just took the right next step. And it's like, yeah, I, I didn't sit down one day and have this full epiphany of like the whole business plan. I just was like, okay, I have this idea. How do I make it a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better? And like, that's just what life is all about, I think. I love that. Would you say, um, I'm very curious, with the fitness situation, we can go from, from here from being obese or in, not in shape or not even active to being active and, and super fast, and, et right. cetera. The same in business, we can go from nothing to a million. There's this expectation today in Instagram culture, there's like, oh my God, I'm the next Sarah Blakely. I'm the next Kristen Shane overnight. Oh God. Putting my name in the same sentence with hers, I like have no words, but yes. Just own it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the truth is like being an entrepreneur is hard. I mean, it is lonely. It's hard. You're not really sure, you know, like the answers aren't clear and, and how to scale and how to grow. Like it's not clear. And those are really hard decisions. So much more difficult in an entrepreneurial setting than in a corporate setting. Like, you know, in a corporate job, you you know, you might have a bad month in sales or, you know, someone may have quit or whatever your bad day is, like your paycheck still shows up every other week, no matter what your paycheck still shows up not the case as an entrepreneur, right? And so there, the stakes are just so much higher. It's so much more emotional. It's so much more personal. Like it's, it's an incredible experience. The highs are high, the lows are low, but it's, I think that in the world that we live in where it looks so curated on Instagram, it's just not that way. You know, it's, it's, that's not how it is. And, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, Flyfeet, you're crushing it. And it's like, yes, Flyfeet is doing well, but the role of Instagram is to make sure people think we're crushing it, right? Like 
Mm-hmm. I don't Instagram when I'm like pulling hairballs out of the shower or folding towels or doing all the things, right? You know, so it's 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 a lot different than I think people see on the social channels. I love that. And the reference to that is that people don't know when you first open for the first three months, you really went in and you folded the towels and you pulled out the hair out of the, the yes. shower. You did all the things. I did all the things. Yeah. And I think, you know, the question, and I don't even know if you know this, but the question for me, you know, I left, I mean, to be totally honest, like I left a fairly high level job at Target to do this. And it is, I've had a few experiences in my life that are completely transformational. One was when I joined the Peace Corps when I was 25 and I lived in El Salvador for two years. Totally transformational for me. The second one was uh, working for Target. I had the opportunity to work on the Canada team. So totally transformational. A massive retail crisis. I mean, it was... I mean, you can't even, I I can hardly even describe like what that was like, but totally transformational from a leadership perspective. And then Fly Feet for me personally was, you know, I love creating things and I love having impact on people. Those are the two things that like get me out of bed in the morning. If I can create and have impact, like I feel really good, but being an entrepreneur is that plus so much more and the so much more can sometimes get in the way of that. Right. But for me, leaving, leaving target, uh, you know, as I said, I'm 43, I have three kids. They eventually need to go to college. We hope, um, if that's the path that they choose. Um, and so I immediately was like, how does this scale? How does it scale? How does it scale? Which is a question that we're still asking, but I think that's where entrepreneurs get stuck. And sometimes you find yourself in this place where you're trying to scale it before the business is ready. And that's how businesses fail. And so we've got this really special, beautiful experience and this incredible team and this really differentiated, you know, unique sort of experience that people have at fly feet. And so how do we make sure that we nurture it and preserve it? And like, we're not even three years old yet, you know, before we go spray a bunch of studios all all across the country. So for me, like that is the hard question because you want to scale, but you don't want to, I mean, you don't want to wreck the business in the process. So that's the tricky part. What a beautiful distinction because I have seen many fitness chains do that um, uh, uh, very quickly disseminate throughout the country. And for me, the value was lost. They lost me because I love the intensity and the personal connection. And all of a sudden, the moment I became a number, yes, um, it just, the energy changed completely. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so I had to come, one of the hardest decisions I made for fly feet is, you know, I know we, we will scale. It has tremendous potential, but I don't want to push it to a place that doesn't make sense. And so for me, I was like, okay, this is a multi-unit business. I have an incredible team. I mean, when you ask people, why do they come to Fly Feet? It, it was very important to me that it's not about me. Fly Feet is not about me. Many people 
like, I, I, you know, when I'm there, like a lot of times people don't even know who I am. And I'm totally okay with that because it is not about me. It's about the community. It's about the people. It's about the experience. It's not about Kristen Shane at all because the second it becomes about me, it falls apart. And so, you know, we've got this team, they're running the business. And I had to say, I'm in it for the long haul, but right now we're not going to, you know, launch another 15 studios quite yet. And, and so, you know, I did a lot of consulting after I left Target in the retail space because that's sort of also my passion. And there's a, we do a lot of retail at Flyfeed as well. We sell a heck of a lot of apparel. Um, but I had an opportunity to come my way to lead um, the merchandising team for PetSmart. And so I was like, well, wow, this is a really incredible opportunity for me to join a senior leadership team of a, of a, of a retailer. And can I do it while I still, you know, have fly feet and feel confident that that team can continue to grow the business? And the answer is yes. So it's, I think as an entrepreneur, things aren't always black and white. Like there are a lot of decisions that you kind of have to make that are very gray, but they're not, you know, but, but that's just part of the path, right? That's kind of what you sign up for is to just be very open to, again, like open to what the universe is throwing your way and figuring out how to get to yes, where it works for you, your business, your family, and all of that. I love that. Well, speaking of making big decisions and transitions, you know, so many of us are in the process of transitioning, quitting our jobs and starting our own thing. I would love to ask you two questions in, in that yes. regard, because I know how hard it was for me. Yes. How did you finally make that decision to leave Target? Because you were extremely successful. And, and, and that's why it's so hard to leave, especially when things yes. are good. And what is the decision-making process that you use or maybe recommend to others? Yes. Okay. So this is why my husband and I are still like, are like still married and like the perfect man. Because I will tell you how I make decisions and it's completely opposite of how he makes decisions. So I am a very analytical person. So I like to make, you know, when I make decisions, I like to look at data. I like to do scenario planning. I like to really understand all of the angles, all of the possibilities, all of the ways that you can make it happen. But truly at the end of the day, so I go through all of that exercise. I do a two by two, like I do it all. I, I talk to millions of people. I take it all in. But honestly, at the end of the day, I put all of that aside because that's sort of baked in. And then I'm like, what is it that my heart is telling me to do? That's it. I mean, because if you try and make an, for me, if I try to make a decision only with the data, I'm never going to take a risk. I'm only going to ever do what I've always done. And so I think it it really has to be like, yes, you have to do all of that analysis for sure. Do your homework, but you got to just put all that aside and like close your eyes and listen to your heart and say, what do I feel called to do? Because look, we are only on this earth for a finite period of time. And so like, 
I'll be damned if I'm not going to make the most of, of it. So that for me is like, I, I am a risk taker. I, I do believe that I will, for whatever, I, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I always believe that things aren't always going to go my way, but whatever happens, I'll be able to figure it out. That's what I believe. So come hell or high water, you know, if the business isn't successful, if something happens that's out of my control, like I, I believe, I believe that I will figure it out. And I have no basis for that. Like I'm not special or I don't have anything like secret or whatever, but like that is, if you believe that you hold the power to figure things out, that is, that is like a game changer for people. Mm, it's this inner knowing I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'll be okay. And that almost releases fear from taking risks, yeah. doesn't it? It does. It does. And I, you know, I do think part of it is just, you know, watching, watching my dad do it, to be totally honest. Um, you know, but the other thing is when I was getting ready to leave Target, I went into one of my mentor's office and I said, you know, here's what I want to go do. Um, I haven't officially like given my notice, but I came to you first for you to tell me that I'm crazy for doing this because I didn't share this with the, I did, I built fly feet while I was still working. So I didn't share with a lot of people what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and she just looked at me and I was ready for her to give me all the reasons why I should stay. And she goes, what would you tell your daughter to do? So my daughter now is um, nine. So at the time she was six and she was like, what would you tell your daughter to do? And I was like, without hesitation, like I would tell her to follow her dreams. And she's like, you got to follow your dreams. And I just was like, what? you know, cried. <laughs> but I, I mean, that's true. Like, why aren't we following our dreams? That doesn't mean quit your job without a plan. Mm -hmm. Right. It means put yourself on a path to follow your dreams. Like whatever that is, you got to be responsible about it, but there's no reason why you can't realize your dreams. You're not too old. You're not too far into your career. You're, it's not like you may not have the like hard skills, but you can figure it out. So this is really curious for me. Why do you think we don't follow our dreams? Most of us, you've mentioned some of those things, but what's the main thing that you see? Cause I know people come to you all the time. Saying, yeah. I think it's two things and I think they're related. Okay. The simple answer is it's fear. But like, what really is that? Like, what really are we scared of? And I mean, I would be lying if I didn't, if I said that, like, if, if I quit my job and fly feed didn't work, what would people think of me? Oh, what, right. I mean, I think that stops us. Why is that so paralyzing? I know. I mean, I think if, if you can answer that question, like you need to go on a tour across the country and tell us all the secret. I don't know. Why is it? And I, I think, you know, I, I think part of it is, you know, the, the social media platform didn't used to be the way it is for me when I was in my twenties 
and even some of my 30s. And so I think that we are always on display is very difficult for people. You know, I think mm -hmm. that's hard. It's hard for me. Um, but again, like, I, I think that's why people don't do it because they're, they're scared and they're scared of what maybe people think. And even if they say they don't care what people think, like they're lying. We all do. That's part of being a human. Like we care. That's, that's just the truth. But I think you have to find something where you care just a little bit more about your idea than you do about, you know, what everyone might say. Being okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and almost like when people are like, you know, you know, you've got it all together or like, how do you do it all? Or you're so successful or whatever. I, I feel a little bit like a fraud because I don't, I don't want to pretend that that's the case because it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm just like doing my best. I I'm, I'm, there are days where I'm like, I'm not sure I'm the best mom. And there are days where I'm like, I'm not sure I'm the best wife. And there are days where I'm like, I'm not sure I'm making the right calls in the business. And they're just, you know, there are days where I'm like, I'm like, I don't feel cute, you know, like yes. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's, and I think we all feel that way. And so vulnerability and just being willing to share that with people, I think is, is important. And, uh, and you just gave us the gifts. You should go on a tour around the country. It's just that it's vulnerable. You're coming with me. I, I, let's do it. <laughs> okay. I love it. But really you just, you just said it. I think when you said it, when, so I'm a little bit woo woo. So when people <laughs> say things like when they resonate, when I feel it in all my body, I'm like, Ooh, that's golden. Right. So, um, if I believe that if we're vulnerable enough to fail, vulnerable enough to share, um, the past, that's why I love so much about you. You're so down to earth. You're so like, this is it. Like that's, that's, that's this, the way it is, the way it is. Yeah. And I think that if we share that, then we don't have to be afraid of being found out. Or, you know, like, because we're always being authentic and then we can take more risk because it really doesn't matter. We're just doing our best. Yeah, that's right. That's oh, okay. I love that. So earlier you caught my attention by saying, you know, like, you know, what, what does my heart want me to do? Yeah. And I would love for you to tell me the difference in your opinion between, uh, you know, telling, listening to the universe and letting the universe guide you and listening to your heart. And getting up at 4 a.m. and hustling, working on your business years in a row, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I think, oh, geez, that's such a good question. And it's like, I think there is, you know, we all have things. I, I have an insatiable drive. I don't know for, I guess, how do I say it? I just have this insatiable drive to like achieve. Mm -hmm. and <clears throat> I don't know if achieve is the right way to say it, but I, you know, I, I do have a drive to be successful and I do have a drive to like create things and have an impact on people. And I guess I don't, I don't know any other way to say it other than I don't believe that it will just be bestowed upon me. I don't believe that I'm entitled to it. I don't believe that it will just happen. It will happen because I am willing to make the sacrifices and literally put in the work. So, you know, 
when what people don't know is is what you just said. I do get up at four o'clock in the morning. I do work like several hours before most people get out of bed. You know, I do work out every day, but I do that because I get up at four in the morning. So when people are like, I don't have time, I'm like, oh, you have time. <laughs> you just have to decide that you want to spend the time doing it, right? Like just, and I, and look, like I, I need to get more sleep. It's, I go to bed early. Like I'm, so I'm in bed at nine, to be totally honest. I tuck my kids in bed. Yes, right? I tuck <laughs> my kids in bed. And I'm like, you know, trying to read them. And Austin's like, mom, you're falling asleep. And I'm like, oh, sorry, honey, can you finish this page? So I, I think, I just think if you want to, yes, you have to follow your heart. So, so I love that you're going, I love that you're going there. Yes, you have to follow your heart, but like you got to hustle if you want to make it work. I love that. Love that answer. And by the way, I'm so happy you're a 4 a.m. club sister. Oh, good. Yes. You uh, you're like a unique breed. You know? <laughs> I'm like, by 4 o'clock, I can hardly string a sentence together. But if you can get me at like 5.30, I am like, I'm a ball of fire. Right? After that second cup of coffee and a meditation yes. or a workout, I'm like, I'm, I'm on it. No, I love I that. Know. You know, yeah. Rumi, Sufi poet Rumi said, um, breezes of dawn have seekers to tell you, don't go back to sleep. And that oh, 4 a.m. is a sacred spiritual time. So good. So maybe we're onto something. Yes, I love it. I love it. I lo so, uh, Kristen, how is it that you handle self-doubt? Um, the moments where the doubts creeps in and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. Who do I think I am? How do you handle that? I, I go back to this belief that, um, it has been within, it's within my power to figure it out. And I just doubt for me drives action. So for me, if I'm like, we're not going to get there, I'm not going to make it. This is falling apart. Um, I'm not sure I can do it. I, I'm like, I don't accept that. I, doubt for me drives action. So I'm like, what's the plan? What am I going to do? How can I think about it differently? Who do I need to talk to? Who are partners that can help me? You know, what resources do I need? Maybe I just need to like cry for a second and then pull my shit back together. You know, I mean, but doubt never drives me down a path to can't. Doubt wow. drives me down a path to action. You, you're literally giving us a bunch of formulas today. What you're saying is that I transformed the energy of doubt into action. So, because it carries yeah. energy, and instead of you know letting it ruminate other parts of your life, you just turn it into something and make lemonade. Yes, I love that. It's <laughs> so brilliant. <laughs> so, um, the entrepreneurs I work with in and and I get really um, stuck with this in in an Instagram culture in today's hustle, girl, you know, girl boss culture, side hustle culture. So many of us are trying to fit in the workout, the husband, the children, the, yeah. business, the Instagram, the ads, the whatever, whatever. Any advice to, to us uh, how, to, how, how to balance it all? Yeah, I think perfection is the enemy of the good. And I just think you know, for me, I was just having this conversation with my husband yesterday. He's traveling 
And then, and on Wednesday, he's still going to be out of town. And I've got, you know, Sydney's got soccer and Austin's got hockey and Dylan has baseball and I can't be in three places at once. And, and Ben was just like, just do your best. Mm. And I was like, yes, that's our motto. Like we are literally just going to do our best and our best is enough. And our kids see that. And, and so I think there is no formula for being an entrepreneur and kids and wife and all of that. It is insane. And if you have kids and they are, you know, old enough to be in activities, we're, we're there, like, you got to be everywhere. Um, and so I think living by the mantra that I'm just going to try my best and then really prioritizing like where you're willing to spend your time. And so that means making trade-offs. So for me, I will not trade off my workout. Even if it's just short and sweet, I will still, I still commit to moving my body. Like that's just really important to me. Um, but, and I, and, and because, you know, my kids go to school and then after school, they go to the aftercare program and we pick them up after that. And then there are activities like I, I am a hard no during the week or happy hours and things like that, because that's time I want to be with my family. Mm -hmm. And so that's a trade-off for me. Um, you know, but most of my friends are my age and have kids and, and they get it. So I think it's just about prioritizing what's meaningful for you and making sure that's where you're spending your time. Oh, you are just sound music to my ears because I have two little ones and I'm like, I don't do happy hours after 7 p.m. I don't function because I wake up yeah. so early. Yeah. And like when that when they're asleep, when they fall asleep, I go to sleep five minutes after them. <laughs> exactly. I mean, amen, sister. It's like, and if you do do a happy hour, give me one drink and I'm like, good night. Right. I'm just going to lay my head down on the table. Oh, that's a really good, that's a really, really good advice. I like that. Um, you know, I didn't mean to ask you this question, but it just came to me as you were talking. Um, it, it seems to me that this is not the first venture that you will, that you will do. It seems like you have quite a few more in you. What's the highest expression of your life? Oh my gosh, what a question. The highest expression of my life would be, <clears throat> um, my ability to empathetically serve and impact people. I mean, in everything I do, even in the corporate world, like as a leader, I, I believe that I am the highest expression of myself if I show up in a way where I am serving people. And that's, that's hard to do, right? It's not easy. It has to, you have, as humans, as humans, we tend to think about ourselves first. Um, and so it's about getting really clear with myself about what does that look like and how do I get myself into a space where I can meet my own needs and then put them aside to be that servant leader that like I aspire to be and have an impact on people. Um, because that's why I did, I started fly feet as I told you, because I believe that empowering people to connect with themselves, believe in themselves, chase a better version of themselves by, by doing that. Like we were all given a body and we can all move our body. And at fly feet, like the, the modality of the workout is, running and some strength work. And, 
you know, people tell me all the time, like, I'm not a runner. I'm like, if you can put one foot in front of the other, <laughs> you're a runner. Like, you can, you're a runner. Like you can do the workout. And so that's for me, like what I'm always searching for. And do I have it nailed? Like, no way I don't. But, but if you're asking me like what really pushing me to say, like, what is the highest expression of me or my life? That would be something I would strive for. What a beautiful motivator. Yeah. Thank you for that. God, you're just, so I knew I was going to like you very much. And, and I have liked you for, for the past few years, just hearing about you. And then I learned that you had started a, a running program in a refugee camp in Uganda. And I don't know if you know this, but I lived in a refugee camp. I grew up in a refugee camp oh, wow. in Bosnia. So when I read that, um, it moved me to the core because it was some of the people that, that were there helping me when I was in a refugee camp. They gave me hope, taught me English, or, you know, gave me the lifeline to like one day life could be brighter and better. That, that belief in myself changed everything. So I'm curious, why is it that you started this program? What, what does it mean to you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, um, the American Refugee Committee is headquartered in the Twin Cities. And they actually came to us. They said, you know, we are going to this refugee camp in Uganda. And, you know, in Africa, running is a big source of pride for people. And they just asked me the question, like, you know, we believe that there's opportunity to put together a run, a women's running group. And I was like, literally say no more. Like, sign me up. I mean, where do I need to go? Like, yes. Because what I believe is what I told you is like, you know, yes, yes, running is a point of pride for Africans. Yes, they're also very good at it. But what we know about running is you put a group of women together and you empower them to move their bodies. It's more than just so much more. It is. You know, so we went to Uganda and we sat down with these refugee women. And I mean, I couldn't, the waterworks. I, I just asked them one question. I said, why do you want this running group? And the answers were astounding. I mean, literally it came down to running gives me hope. And in a refugee camp, if you don't have hope, what do you have? Yeah. You die from the inside. Yeah. You die from the inside. That's right. And so my goodness, like the opportunity to give these women hope and belief that tomorrow could be better and doing that through empowering them to move their body. I mean, it's, it was a, it was a like no brainer for me, but I learned so much from those women. I mean, being in that refugee camp, you learn as humans, we are far more alike than we are different. I don't really care where you are in the world or I don't care what your background is. Like hope and, and, and the belief in a better tomorrow is like so powerful. Like whether you're like a mom of three and an entrepreneur and just struggling to get through your day, if you're like, I know tomorrow is going to be better, like that's reason to go on. I mean, now imagine a refugee, which is in literally the worst possible scenario that as humans we can imagine, you know, giving them that gift is, is just so powerful. So I, you know, having the opportunity to be able to do that was, was like very moving for me. 
Thank you. I, I, I genuinely, I love you so much for so many reasons, but for that one, I mean, it's incredible. Um, American Refugee Committee was in Bosnia when my dad was in a concentration camp wow. and I was in a refugee camp. And then I realized that they were here in Minneapolis. So I've been very involved with them ever since I came here. And oh, good. Such I, a good organization. Yeah, a huge percentage of, of my profits go to the American Refugee Committee. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm Such a great organization. So true. And I'm so thankful, um, so thankful to you. They've just renamed. Um, uh, they, yeah. they changed their name, which is, which is really oh, exciting. Yeah, they're called Alight now. Uh-huh. Is beautiful. I know. I love that. Oh, you're you're just you're one of a kind. Okay, I want to respect your time. I have just few really quick questions. Most importantly, what's next for you, and yes. where can we find you and go down the rabbit hole, getting to know you? And oh stay- my gosh. <laughs> Well, what's next? I don't know. I'm up for anything. I think you and I are going on a tour, right? I, I think we're going to tour across the country. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying, um, you know, leading merchandising right now for PetSmart. I'm really enjoying um, leading the team for Fly Feet. I haven't, I, I have a website, kristenshane.com, where I do a lot of blogging. I have to tell you, I haven't written a blog now in several weeks. So I, you're reminding me I need to get back on the wagon. That's it. You have a great blog because it's about so much more than it's actually really personal and it's very inviting, if I may say. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, you know, I don't know. I think that's the beauty of life, right? Like, I don't have it all figured out and I'm open to whatever the universe throws my way. Oh my God. I love you. Okay. We have some really quick fire questions. So the first thing that comes to mind, you up for it? I'm up for it. Yes. Best book. Dare to lead by Brene Brown. Oh, I love that book. Okay. So good. Life is too short. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to quote a, a, a rapper? <laughs> There we go. Um, having faith means? Believing in yourself. My current struggle is? Balancing motherhood, being a good wife, owning a business, and a job. Amen. And yes. you don't say you do it all. I don't know if you <laughs> don't know who does. Best advice I was ever given? Be yourself. Be unapologetically yourself. Isn't that just the ultimate goal? The ultimate yes. freedom? Yes. Well, Kristen, Shane, thank you for just being you and being unapologetically you here today. I am so infinitely grateful. I know you're extremely busy, very high in demand, and I feel so honored, truthfully. And I, 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 you know, I say a little bit of a prayer and a blessing that anyone who hears this today is supposed to hear it and that they're going to be impacted by the words that you say. And, and so it is. Thank you so much. Oh. I appreciate that. You too are a force, my dear. Thank you so much for inviting me into your world and for all of your kind, beautiful words. You're a wonderful human, and I just feel so blessed to have spent this time with you, so thank oh, you. What, what a pleasure. So for everyone else, kristenshane.com and flyfeetrunning.com, they have challenges very often that they yeah. start to get you started, and uh, uh, Kristen always said, just, just come, just try it. 
That's right. Just come. All right. Well, we will have all of those links below, above, on the sides, wherever this this podcast video is found. Thank you so very much and hope you're having a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. Please share with anyone that might find this useful and go ahead to all iTunes stations and please give us a five-star rating. So much love for you all. Please, please, please know that everything can be different. You're worthy. You're good enough. And let's up-level together.